A few years ago, one of the kids in my online coaching program said to me, Coach Rebecca, I wish we could just go to a gym and have you as our coach. We would all be so happy and so confident. And that warmed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the best. And that comment stuck with me for years. So now I'm going to do something about it. I am inviting gymnasts from all over the country to join me for the first ever Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I'm talking about how to coach a gymnast through a mental block. And this is for coaches, but parents, you can definitely get a lot out of this as well. And especially this is for coaches who maybe feel like they believe in their athletes more than the athlete believes in themselves. This week, a member of the Perform Happy community, a gymnastics coach, reached out for some extra support on a gymnast that is just really struggling in in her team. So here are my two cents on her question. I'm going to answer that question. And as I talk through the answer, I'm going to talk about the actual problem that her athlete is facing what you can do as a coach to help your athlete through, and also what to let go of. Here we go. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hey everybody, it's me, Coach Rebecca, and today I'm going to be answering a question from a member of the Perform Happy community, and this member is a coach. And if you didn't know, we actually have coaches in our community who are using our challenge workbooks to take their kids through, to help them work through mental blocks, to help them build confidence. So this coach reached out to me and said that she's been working with a specific athlete through her mental blocks. They have made great strides, but she ended the season with an injury, was out for eight weeks, and is now working on coming back. And the comeback it's gotten to a point of being really frustrating. So she's struggling with her release connection on bars. She says that her athlete's becoming super frustrated because this is a skill she's quote, always had a mental block on. This coach says, I've hit a wall. I've tried to remind her to look at the progress that we've made at the end of last season, but I can see it in her face that she doesn't believe there is a solution. I don't know how to help her have hope that there is a solution. Her previous coaches would have given up on her or just yelled at her. So it's been a process of building that trust between us. She does trust me, but I don't know how to get her to trust herself. And then she went on to mention that the athlete feels like, or it feels to the coach like the progress has been erased in this athlete's brain. Like they can't even remember that they did actually solve this problem once before. This athlete's constantly comparing herself to others or where she was before. And again, this coach just wants this kid to believe in herself. So I think whether you're a coach or a parent, you get this struggle, right? You see this kid and you go, wow, I know how tough you are. I know how capable you are. I know you've actually done this once before, but the kid just looks back at you totally hopeless. And I have been in the shoes of that kid. And something that can happen is that 
you know, kids are like, wow, a new strategy. Oh my gosh, this is so great. There's hope. I'm going to finally break through this thing. Then they break through because the system works. And then they have a setback because life happens. They get injured, they move, they switch coaches, something happens to their confidence, they get bullied in school. You know, there's so many things that can shake a teenager's confidence that then they go, oh, I lost my skills again. I must not be good enough. There must be something wrong with me. And we can see from the outside, this is just a perspective issue. You know, if the kid looked at it, what I would do with this kid is go, let's find some clues. What's the difference between now and when you were thriving? You took eight weeks off to recover from an injury. That's a huge clue to what set you back. So anytime that a kid, you know, quote unquote, loses a skill, it's really just a dip in confidence. And so many things can cause that dip. Okay. So many things being left out, fear of not reaching their goals, especially for teenagers who are high level They might have college recruiting sort of knocking at their door and they're starting to look at it like, if I don't get this now, I will not reach my dream, which to a teenage brain is a huge threat, humongous threat. And this can even happen to like a level five, 10 year old who's like, if I don't move up to the next level with my friends, I will die. I mean, that's what the brain believes. If I don't, if I don't get recruited by this dream school, I will die. The brain can't determine the difference between an emotional upheaval and actual death. So the brain goes into overprotective mode. And so what sets that in motion is the thought process. I'm not going to make it. I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. I don't have enough time, which these are what we do as humans to sort of cushion the blow of disappointments. We seek to understand what's happening. Okay, why is this happening? I'm failing. I am bad. That tends to be something that a lot of perfectionists will go to. So it's normal. I would just normalize the heck out of this situation for that girl. It is so normal to have confidence setbacks after you've not been able to train these upgraded skills. Totally normal. There's nothing wrong with you. So many kids, thousands of kids are in your same shoes post injury, something you can't even control. And then, you know, to look at this particular situation, bars and releases can take an insane amount of drills and progressions to build up to. In the Perform Happy community, we have our app and we have different communities and we set up a special community just for the level nine plus release move crew because those overshoots, those bails, those packs, they can really get you. I mean, you're literally flying through the air it is a leap of faith. And for a kid who has trouble trusting because they got yelled at so much when they were coming up through the levels, they don't trust their previous coaches. They don't trust themselves. And they're being asked to let go and fly through the air and trust themselves. So again, it's a hundred percent normal that it might take a thousand drills and a thousand spots and a thousand mat over the bar. And if you think of it like a kip for you gymnasts out there, Everyone knows the struggle of the kip. It takes you thousands of attempts and you fail and you don't make it and you don't make it and you work on this thing for years, two years. I mean, it takes forever to get the kip, but how many do they need to try before they make it? Nobody knows, You, but you have to keep at it. 
And then they keep the faith because they see that kids are working at it for two years and then they get it. Their teammate got it. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Wow, I'm getting closer. Oh, I'm so close. My coach said she's barely spotting me and they keep at it and they keep at it and they keep at it. What's fueling them through that potentially totally discouraging process is that they're like, I'm going to get there. I'm getting closer. And the coach is like, you're getting closer. We're going to get there. You're doing great. Do some drills. Try it again. I'll spot you. And they just keep working at it. The difference is, so, you know, yes, that's what you do with these bars skills. You have to learn the timing. You have to be able to really just let it happen. You have to be strong enough. You There's so many things that have to happen all at once to make that thing work. But then finally it works. Then if you have a setback and you're back to the beginning, instead of thinking, I know I will get this because if I keep working at it, I can do anything, which is sort of the like little kid learning their KIPP mindset. They go, well, why bother? Because when I get it, I'm just going to lose it again. And why would you, if you think that you're going to put in thousands of hours of work into something that's just going to disappear, why would you? Why would you put in the work? Why would you stretch your comfort zone? So the ideal mindset is that that kid can go back to that little kid learning a KIPP mindset where they they basically are like, I have never done this before. And I'm excited about any progress I make because it means I'm moving in the right direction. Now, the post-injury body that your athlete is working with has never done this skill before. There's a change. This kid is a different kid. Their brain is different. Their body is different. If you look at it and go, okay, this kid has never done this skill before, ever. So where do we start? And if the kid can can acknowledge that, we had a kid in the Perform Happy community who had struggled with mental blocks to get her back handspring on the beam and she got through it. And then her coach was like, whoa, wait a second. You're doing this on your non-dominant leg. We need to switch it to your dominant leg. So this girl had to completely relearn a back handspring on the beam on her other side, which she did. She did the exact same process that got it the first time. And then we, and I I talked to her and was like, you have never done this skill before. This is a brand new skill. She was getting real hard on herself because she's like, I can't believe I'm on the low beam. Like you've never done this before. The you that you are has never done this skill before at all. So you start with what you can do and then any progress forward is progress. Okay. So that's sort of like how we start moving her forward, which you know this by now, this coach already knows exactly how to start with what you can do stretch those progressions forward. But it's all about that perspective and about the mindset. So the next thing I want to talk about is that the mental block, which I also don't like to even call a mental block because it feels so final. Hey guys, quick announcement break. Right now we at Complete Performance Coaching are looking for five athletes who are ready to break through their mental blocks for good. If that sounds like you or your child, then sign up for a free consultation call with one of my amazing coaches as soon as possible to see if you're a good fit for our Perform Happy Elite training program. This program includes one-on-one coaching with the world's top mental performance coaches, plus tons of support for athletes and their parents in between sessions. You can sign up today at completeperformancecoaching.com slash consult. Talk to you soon. 
the dip in confidence is the symptom, not the actual problem. So if this kid feels like, you know, I've had this block for three years, four years, five years. I mean, kids struggle with certain skills for a really long time. That is just a symptom of the mindset that's keeping her stuck. And that is a fixed mindset. So we talk about this in the mindset challenge in one of our perform happy athlete challenges. It's all about helping these kids who are really talented and they have started to believe that all of their success is a result of their talent or this natural ability. And they don't connect that their hard work and consistent effort are actually the reason why they've been successful because maybe they've been told they're talented their whole life. So then all of a sudden they're like, well, I'm not so talented anymore because I can't even do this skill. My talent must have run out. So they, they kind of depend on progress to feel good about themselves. Anyone who's got a fixed mindset, it's going to be fragile confidence because you're only going to feel good while you're thriving. If you have a setback, which life will dish you setbacks, you don't want to be on the verge of always losing all your confidence because of a setback. Instead, you have to be able to just be where you are and try to get a little better from there. Be at square one if that's where you are and get a little better from there. Tomorrow, you're going to be where you are and get a little better from there. The next day, you're going to be where you are and get a little better from there. Instead of, I'm failing, I'm falling behind, I'm not going to get recruited, I'm not going to move up with my friends, you know, whatever that big fear is that's keeping their brain on lockdown, we got to just be in today. Get rid of competition season in your mind. Get rid of recruiting. Get rid of move ups. You know, like wipe all of that off your whiteboard. You can even do this exercise where you get a whiteboard and you write down all of the stressors, all of the worries. I'm not going to get this in time. I will always have this mental block. I, you know, have them actually write it all down and then wipe it off and just be in right now today. So if this athlete can start to think of it like this, this is a brand new skill I've never done before in this version of my body. I don't know how many reps it's going to take, just like a kip, but I know that I'll get there. It's just a matter of time. Something I like to ask when kids feel, they seem like it feels a little hopeless. I ask them, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how likely is it that you're going to do this skill this week? They'll go like two. It would take a miracle. I'm like, great. Okay. How likely is it that you're going to do this skill this month? And they're like, I don't know, a four, still not good. You know, they could still be all in their negativity. I'm like, ooh, a four. Okay, okay. So there's something, something's moving there. How likely is it that you'll do it in the next two months? You know, five, the next six months, seven, the next year, eight, the next two years. You just keep going basically until they can find their 10. <laughs> You know, if you kept at it and you put everything into this and you kept working hard, how likely is it that you would be able to do this skill sometime in the next five years? And they'll hopefully give you that 10. Maybe they're going to still be at a nine. But regardless, you can sort of have that conversation with them and then go, okay, so what I'm hearing is that you know you can do this. It's just a matter of time. Is that right? And then usually they can look at that and go, yeah, 
That's right. So it's not hopeless. It's just not going to happen today, which that's part of your growth mindset is to go, that's okay. We're going to start where we are. We're going to focus on one attempt at a time. We're going to praise all the progress we can find each day. Now, the progress is not tracked from yesterday, your great day that you had. It's not tracked from last year or three years ago. It's tracked from this moment forward. You have a clean slate with every attempt. This You've never done this skill before. So whatever you do is your starting point, and then you get a little better from there. Now, something that kids have got to embrace in order to fully break through is the idea that taking a step back you know, moving back a progression, going back to an easier surface, doing something that feels a little safer does not mean that you have gotten off the path to success. It actually is the path to success. Okay. Again, taking a step back is not getting off the path to success. It is the path to success. You have to take steps back and forward over and over to master anything. Regardless of you, if you feel like you're broken and you have a block, any human, when they're learning a challenging, a physically challenging skill, is going to make some progress, then get a correction. And they'll, their confidence might waver a little because now they have to think. They think, they think, now they move it back up to the next progression. And then there's another correction. So they're kind of backing it up, improving and moving it back up. And every time they move forward, even though they feel like they're taking one step forward, one step back, one step forward, one step back, every time they move forward, they have better technique, they have better form, they have more muscle memory. So when they finally get to that end result, which is not what we're aiming for, we're only aiming for progress, their skill is going to be impeccable because of all the back and forth, not in spite of it. The back and forth is the way. And if kids can accept that and go, hey, if it's not working out at this progression, I'm going to back it up and get more muscle memory built with great technique so that there will be a point where I can trust myself when I'm ready to. Okay. So a couple more things for this coach and any coaches out there who are struggling with kids who are having trouble believing that they can do a certain skill. I'm going to say this, stop trying to make the skill. What I mean by that is they show up, these little perfectionists, and they go, well, I'm not doing it, so I'm failing. They're not counting all of those progressions and drills that they are doing successfully because they feel like they should be better. So they're in this black and white. So every time they try and they don't do the full skill by themselves, it feels like a failure which is undermining their confidence faster than they can build it through making progressions. So if you stop trying to make the skill and start trying to get a little closer, you'll be amazed at what happens. So I have a little example I love to share on this. I was watching a girl in the gym who was working on getting her back walk over on the low beam. And every time she tried, her hands went wide on the panel mat. So her hands didn't get on the beam They went wide on the panel mats and her coach was just, you know, just do a few with the panel mats and then we'll start peeling them down so you can do them on the beam. This girl had been trying for two weeks. Every single time they went to beam, she would try back walkover. She could get her hands together on the line. And when she went to the low beam with the panel mats, her hands flew apart. And coach looked at me and was like, I don't know what to do. I can't, I do not know how to get this kid's hands together. It's driving us both insane. 
So I went over with her and I was like, go chalk up, get some chalk on your hands. So she gets chalk on her hands. She does her back walk over. Her hands go wide on the panel mats. And now she's got these big white handprints on the panel mats. And I said, try to get them a little closer together. Don't worry about getting them on the beam. Just get them a little closer. So she, her next attempt, she had a new chalk handprint and it was closer to the beam. And I was like, yes, girl, that was better. She looked at me like I was insane. I was like, that was closer. Okay. Now try again. Don't worry about getting your hands on the beam, but try to get your hands a little closer. So she chalks up, goes again, hands are closer. Now her thumbs are touching the sides of the beam. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're getting closer. And she looked at me like, oh my gosh, we're getting closer. Okay. And then I said, try again and get your hands a little closer. She gets her hands on the beam. I think we tried maybe four, maybe five times. And she went from two weeks of frustration, trying to be perfect. Get it on the beam, get it on the beam, get it on the beam. Instead, we're like, don't worry about the beam, just get closer. And as she got closer, she realized she could do it. So that's what you want to do is stop trying to make it and start trying to get closer because then you're relieving her. Like, don't even worry about making this. I don't even care if you make it. Let's just get a little closer. That's what starts to get these kids into a growth mindset. So they're starting to go, oh, you don't actually care if I make this. Because if we as the coaches get really wrapped up and she has to make it, she has to make it, she has to make it, that actually kind of rubs off on them. Even as a mental coach, if I get in this, like she has to get through this, she's got to break through it. My ego is on the line here. I'm, I've invested so much in this skill for her. I want her to get it so I can get my testimonial. I have abandoned that thought process. And in all of our coaches meetings, we're constantly abandoning that of like, stop trying to make the skill and just help create progress. And when that happens, the kids get into a growth mindset and they start to give themselves credit. Okay. So the final thing that I'll say to this coach is to focus on what you can control. I do the same exercise with kids. I do the same exercise with parents. Write out your two lists. What can I control in this situation? What can I not control? Okay. For this coach, what can you control? Your own growth mindset. Stop trying to make her get the skill and start getting better at being more strategic, be more creative, give her more chances to make progress. That's your challenge is what, how can I get even more creative and more strategic? You know, when this coach says, I hit a wall, well, figure out a way to dismantle the wall. If you believe that there's always a way and with progress and effort, you're going to be a better coach and you're going to be more supportive and you're going to have a solution, then she can't help but feel that modeled for her. Also, what can you control? What you praise. Praise her setbacks as opportunities to find clues. I love setbacks, you guys. Setbacks are awesome. It's really hard for me to say that about my own setbacks, right? But when I see kids have setbacks, I'm like, oh, good. This is an opportunity to learn something extremely valuable that's going to unlock the mystery of why this skill has been a struggle. Yes, let's see what has changed between when you were doing it successfully and now. And this might not be available to them in the moment. A lot of the time when kids are locked up and they're in fear, they are not rational. Don't try to have a whole therapy sesh on the gym floor. Find them something they can do and get a win. But then give them something like a clue journal to fill out after practice and write down what went well, 
and then some clues about what set you up for those successes and what didn't go well and some clues about what didn't set you up for success in those situations. Even if she just had a journal on the mental block, but we don't want to focus all our energy on that because that's kind of a fixed mindset anyway. So you're just, you're writing down the good stuff, find clues, writing down the bad stuff, find clues. So that way she's continuing to gain more awareness as a result of the setback. So therefore it's much more valuable. So praise those setbacks like, yes, good. We're going to find some really great clues today. I'm so happy. And she's going to look at you like you're insane and that's okay. And just set her up for success through her assignments, you know, set her up for something that she can do. And if you keep believing in her, it's going to rub off. What you can't control, what she believes about herself, her effort, her mindset, the outcomes. You have to let go of those things and focus on what you can control, how you plan your workout, how you praise. Let her have the feeling she's going to have, but keep believing in her and keep helping her to stretch her comfort zone every day. So it's a big job, you guys. It's a really big job, but any coaches out there who are just feeling like they're floundering, I have been there. I remember how frustrating it is. Reach out, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at complete underscore performance. I love to chat through these situations. If you have any questions about what's going on with your kid, reach out and I'm happy to guide you through because that's the best way to help these kids, right? Thank you to this coach for being a member of our community. If you want some more information about joining us, if you're a coach, if you want your team to sign up, again, you can DM me or you can just go to performhappy.com and scope it out. I hope to see you soon. Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Perform Happy Podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.